Welcome to Truth Matters Church. You can connect with us at truthmatterschurch.org. I'm Associate Pastor Jeremy with this week's devotional titled Epaphroditus, Brother, Worker, and Soldier. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 25 to 30, the Apostle Paul wrote, But I thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger and minister to my need. Because he was longing for you all and was distressed because you heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick to the point of death, but God had mercy on him. And not only on him, but also on me, so that I would not have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I have sent him all the more eagerly, so that you will see him again and you may rejoice, and I may be less concerned about you. Receive him then in the Lord with all joy, and hold men like him in high regard, because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was deficient in your service to me. In the verses leading up to this, the Apostle Paul encouraged the Philippians that he had hoped to send Timothy, his co-worker in the gospel, to be with them very soon. We saw the importance of Timothy's role as an evangelist in serving the Apostle Paul and the church at large with a humble and a willing heart. And now in a continuation of the same thought, Paul mentions another fellow worker for Christ named Epaphroditus. Named after the Greek goddess Aphrodite, he was clearly a Gentile convert to Christianity. Now imagine, if you will, being saved and yet still carrying the name of a mythical god of lust and passion. I'm sure that Epaphroditus had some very interesting challenges as he served in the church, but again we see the importance of humbly serving others in whatever capacity and circumstance that the Lord has allowed us to be in. Epaphroditus is only mentioned by name here in Philippians, and in addressing this church, Paul says that he is also your messenger and minister to my need. The word rendered here messenger is the Greek apostolos, or more appropriately, apostle. But as there is no clear scripture supporting that Epaphroditus met the strict definition of an apostle of Christ, see Acts 1 verses 21 and 22, or that he literally had met the risen Christ like Paul did, see Acts 9 verse 5, we can surmise that Paul was referring to one who is sent out with orders, the other definition of this distinct word. This aligns quite nicely, actually, with the context of this letter, as Epaphroditus came to Paul from Philippi with a generous gift from the church. See Philippians 4, verse 18. And he was personally loved by these believers, as we see that they were distressed because they had heard that he was sick. Paul's love and his concern for Epaphroditus is also evident when he says, But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but also on me, so that I would not have sorrow upon sorrow. Perhaps you think of Paul and other early church founders as having hearts and heads of steel, only concerned with the task of getting the gospel to the world. But no, they had emotions, feelings, and they had fears just like we do. Losing Epaphroditus would have caused Paul great pain, not just in the work of the Lord, but also personally, sorrow upon sorrow. So if you're ever tempted to think these men weren't human, verses like these remind us that they were just like you and me in many ways and experienced many of the same emotions and struggles that we do. Paul then says that he is sending Epaphroditus so that the Philippians may rejoice and I may be less concerned about you. And once again here, Paul's pastoral heart shines through as his love and his concern for these believers is clearly on display. 
even if his brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier could have remained there to help him while he was in a Roman prison, he felt it much better to send Epaphroditus back to the Philippian church for their joy. And in doing so, Paul knew that they would be in good hands and that he would not have to be so worried about them. True Christian love is always sacrificial and exhibited in a way where we put others' needs above our own. In closing, Paul instructs the Philippians to receive him then in the Lord with all joy and hold men like him in high regard because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was deficient in your service to me. Now, this is perhaps a simple reminder, but more likely an exhortation to do better. Paul's words are a powerful demonstration of the necessity for believers not to sit on their hands when there is a need to fill. Christianity is not something that we can do passively. It is all-encompassing, and it should embody every aspect of our life. If the Lord instructs us to do something, to help someone, to give up something, or to fill a need, and we choose not to, it is sin, and there will be consequences. And here we can see that whatever deficiency Paul is referring to was an area of weakness or maybe just an opportunity for growth in their service and their walk. Because the Philippians had not served with all of their hearts, Epaphroditus had to step in, and it nearly killed him. So imagine the guilt the Philippians would have carried if Epaphroditus had died due to their lacking service to Paul. We aren't given too many details, but a good takeaway here is that we can't just count on everybody else to do it all. If God calls us to do something, we have got to do it. Otherwise, the ripple effect impacts the lives of others, sometimes very dramatically. Is there something that the Lord has asked you to do today that you're not doing? It could be something big or small, but if you know you are to be doing that, then you better get to it. Someone very well may be depending on you obeying the command of the Lord. Thank you so much for listening to this devotional today from Truth Matters Church. Again, you can connect with us at truthmatterschurch.org or simply look for us on Sermon Audio. Have a blessed day.